0: If you dwell on it, you don't talk to other people about it, you don't find the answers. You just dwell on the negative and you just dig yourself in a bigger hole. All you can see is um, what's going to go wrong.
1: G'day and welcome to the Farms Vice podcast with your host Jack Creswell. Whether you farm it, service it or just love it, this podcast is for you. We'll bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day straight from the leaders and innovators themselves. Spread the Farms Advice so that we can reach more farmers right across Australia. Follow us on all of your socials at Farms Advice and let's get into this episode. Welcome to the latest edition of the GPA Farms Advice podcast series with host Jack Creswell. Uh, This week we're talking to the one and only legend of Australian cricket, Brad Hogg. And we're talking about the work that he's doing with GPA uh, and our partners with Lifeline, Rural Aid, and of course, New Farm with their fantastic support with supporting mental health in regional Australia. And this episode is especially important
0: at the moment, given uh, what farmers and rural communities have been dealing with, with the severe flooding and uh, extreme weather that we've been dealing with at harvest. Um, We're very grateful for Jack to be asking the Big questions of Bradley and getting his tips on what farmers can do to help them cope with these difficult times, not just now, but at all times and in the future.
1: Well, welcome to the podcast, Brad Hogg. Unreal to have you on. I used to watch you um, for over there when you were playing for Perth in the T20, and now look at you. You've made the big time now, Farms Advice podcast. <laughs> yes, mate. This is
0: probably the most important podcast I've ever been on, so Uh, But Jack, I'd like to thank you for what you're doing, uh, getting the message out there and uh, you're very passionate about the country people and and farming as well. So uh, people need to speak up, people need to get out there and get things off their chest, make sure they don't close it up because
1: the more you close it up, the tougher it gets. 100%. And I think farms advice in general comes from every corner of your property, of your farm and Wherever it comes from, it's not just working on the agribusiness, it's also trying to build up our own personal development, and that's also us as individuals working in agriculture. If you're out there listening on farm, doing it tough or you're actually having a good season, um you can talk about it, whether it's good or bad to your mates, your neighbors, whatever it may be. But Brad, we sort of went down the track of what we will be talking about today, but can you just introduce to us um about the topic that you've been working on with GPA? with Colin there um, and how that's sort of shaping up into a message?
0: Uh, Look, it's just all about mental health. Uh, Basically, just go through what I've been through. Uh, Luckily, I've got a bit of a background in uh, regional areas. I grew up on a country farm in Williams, uh, that's south of Perth, over in Western Australia. Spent a bit of time on the uh, family farm up until about the age of 22, just before 23. Um, and cricket took precedent after that. So there was there was a time there where, or well, there was a small moment there where farming was going to be a full time job for me. Um, but luckily, I got the call up for uh, my state team, and all of a sudden, uh, I, I I had the opportunity of playing for Australia, and I I'm grateful for that. If there wasn't, uh, if it wasn't for country sport, my dreams wouldn't come true. So um, yeah, just just all the efforts that that region put into me to try and pursue my dream was something special. So it's good to be able to talk about mental health and try and put something back into uh, in, into those regional areas because things are changing. The world's changing and farming's changing. Technology was meant to slow things down, give us more time, but it's not. Uh, it's putting more pressure on farmers with their, uh, as they become more time poor.
1: Yeah, certainly. And I think the way that we move. I was reading a book the other day, um, Stephen Bartlett, about we've, we're so connected at the moment. It's actually making us less connected to each other. um, we're accessible to nearly everything out there. Uh, what's happening on social media and everything? Someone's got a good crop. You've got a shit crop. Um, you can see that just as quick as anything out there.
0: Yeah, oh, exactly right. And these things here, the phone, uh, I want to throw it away. Simple as that. And yeah, it, it, I, I've sort of gone back to writing things down. Yeah. And just before we got on this podcast, we'd organised to do it half an hour earlier. Um. Now because I've got it on my computer, uh, frame on my computer calendar, I hadn't written it down. I'm half an hour late. Simple fact. Because I'm trying to close my technology down as much as possible, yeah. um, and and prevent it. And so sometimes I get lost in that scenario. So. What this has taught me today is right. write down what I've got to do on a Friday, uh, the, the day before, and make sure it, it's it's there on the paper. Check the calendar on my computer before I, I shut everything down. I didn't do that. But uh, the, more, the more I get away from social media, the happier I actually get. The more I get away from technology, the happier I get. Um, I, I had my... Uh, iPad where you, you've got your Kindle, where on the on the iPad where I was trying to read books when I traveled just to try and save luggage. Yep. But what that did was kept me connected. So while I've got my uh, Kindle up there and I'm reading a book, all of a sudden little notifications are coming. I turn those notifications up, off, but still in the back of my brain, I know it's in the back and I, I still go to them. So I've gone back to the, the hard books now where I'm reading from the paper and it feels so much better as well. And uh, you, you give it more time and you, you give it the attention it needs. And I think sometimes being too connected, um, yeah, just just puts us in a bad spot. And get off Twitter, take Twitter off your phone. Telephone um, to um, that. Yeah, it's, it's what, what you should be doing is while you're on your tractor um because you're spending more time on your tractor than the, the, the days I spent on the farm if you want to connect with people bring them up yeah talk yeah. physically to them um because the voice uh is better than just texting because you don't get the context uh you don't you you don't get that connection it's better to face to face but as we become more time poor uh get on there and 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 chat physically
1: yeah absolutely and probably comes back to whatever medium you have with you at the moment. If you can go over there face-to-face, there's nothing better than face-to-face conversation with your neighbours, your family or your mates, however sort of far away it is um, for that. But I think it's pretty important message. I actually, I don't know, a couple of months ago, just randomly, we've got all these sort of days, are you okay day? They're amazing. They fulfil their job within the day and throughout the year. But also that sort of booked in appointment of make sure you're checking with your mates. It was just a story on Instagram, I think, and it actually flew a long way into farmers out there checking on their mates, a little, like, toggle in their mind, that reminder that we're all sort of needing um, consistently more so than just that once or for year approach.
0: Oh, definitely. I
1: think while, while I'm here in
0: Bangladesh doing the commentary, uh, I can't find the piece of paper, but I've written down a list of people that I want to stay in touch with, or I need to stay in touch with, while I'm over here, um, because in the past I don't, and I, I'm very poor in that aspect of it. Uh, I don't like small talk. I don't ring. I don't like ringing up people uh, just for the sake of it, because you're interfering with their time. But at the end of the day, you've got to stay connected uh, and stay on top of the things that you're connected with them. Um, so. I've got surfing mates. I've got cricket mates. I've got business mates or um, associates. So there's different different topics that we talk about uh, as as I ring up, ring them up, and in doing so, it just makes me feel as though I'm home. And on their side, it makes me feel or makes them feel uh, that I'm still part of their lives.
1: Yeah, Hammer said, I think it goes a little left unappreciated, but everyone knows. Like like you might in my heart, in in me, I'm like, jeez, geez, geez hog for that call or whatever. When you have been approached, even if it's a message, hey, mate, hope's all good. With your crops, your farming, your cricket, I hope the Sunday cricket score was going sort of blow out for you. Or yeah. you got more than a duck of what last week was. Um, even, yeah, coming back to those communities of sport, bringing together the farming community, I think we've seen a few shining lights of a few sporting teams getting back into it. Um, we had the six Bs, he was on previously on the podcast talking about that bonding, bringing people back together, having that sense of community. And I think in 2022, the way that the environment's played us out for farmers, um, we've had the floods, Ugarra, right through to Tasmania, Forbes being hit quite hard and just sort of farmers needing to bounce back from that financially, mentally, and also with a smile on their face to show up for another day.
0: Yeah, I think you bring out some good points there. You know, you go through tough times with floods that ruin crops, uh, might be a fire as well in other parts of the, the, the country. If you dwell on it, you don't talk to other people about it, you don't find the answers. You just dwell on the negative and you just dig yourself in a bigger hole. All you can see is um, what's going to go wrong. You see the worst part of it. You, you, if you start talking to people, all of a sudden you get a little bit creative and uh, you start to find the answers of where you can go forward and get your operation back on top. Um, Sometimes, sometimes, you know, the worst is going to happen, but if you keep connected, you keep talking to people about uh, situations and sort of uh, scenarios where you can move forward uh, and might be able to go to another bank to get a little bit of finance to get over Uh, that little bit of hurdle to get you set up for the next year. Um, Yeah, it's always good to talk about uh, to uh, other people because they might come with you with ideas, but also while you're talking and you're getting things off your chest, it just lightens the load a little bit, but your mind starts to clear up and all of a sudden, all right, I've got that little bit of a a financial um, leeway or cushion over here that's going to get me through there rather than thinking uh or or, well i haven't because you're just so negative all the time you you sort of forget about that little bit of cushion
1: yeah i think that goes to play out for the different age ranges in agriculture as well maybe the young ones just went into farming and they're not really abrupt with these sort of climatical changes i suppose and they don't really have that set up cushion so for them to establish themselves they're needing to do a little bit more but if this has hit you in the first couple of years, which it would have for a lot of younger farmers out there, it's going to really take a mental toll on what you can do. And like, even if you can bounce back, some people have it worse off than others, which is in farming. I think people always say, oh, well, someone else is having a worse day than me, but not necessarily knowing if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What do you think in your experience of sort of thinking someone else is worse off than me and not going yeah, away? I-
0: yeah, look, um, it, it's, it's a funny one because uh, you, you get in that negative aspect. And when, when I've had that jealousy uh, of, of other people, my whole career or my life just uh, goes on a downward spiral. Uh, I think I operate best when I, uh, I'm out there. What can I do to help other people? When, when I'm thinking like that, I'm in a more positive aspect. And um, I feel as though when I help other people, when I enjoy their successes, my successes uh, will start to take off as well. And those negatives, life always goes up and down uh, and we've got to accept that. So sometimes the grass is going to be greener on the other side, sometimes it's not. But at the, other, at the end of the day, too, the things that I'm learning, and I'm just reading a book now, uh, is it's, it's about keeping in contact. But, you know, you've got your bank manager, you've got your next-door neighbour. It's, it's not just talking about farming or anything uh, like that. It's about getting to know them as well. So when you get in a little bit of a, a trouble with your bank, um, financial stuff and you've got that good relationship with your manager where you know you've asked him about his kid's tennis or um about his wife's uh um, trip overseas When, when you've when you've got that relationship when you know them and you go into those hard times all of a sudden they're a little bit more lenient to you or a little bit more cooperative with you in finding the answers but if you don't have those relationships and you don't continue those relationships, then all of a sudden it's just a bang, right, you're done, I can can go and get business over there. So if you create those relationships, everyone else, uh, and you you have those positive relationships where you give, you're gonna get back as well. And I think that's one thing, I've been divorced, uh, I've been divorced, and uh, and I'm uh, really loving my life with my second wife. But the thing is, in a marriage, if you give something to your wife, the woman always gives you a uh, double back. Um, and it's the same with it's the same with everything in life. You give something to your your neighbour, uh, generally most times you'll get double back. Um, it's it's about it's just about creating that harmony with each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think agriculture as a whole, creating that relationship really matters whoever it may be you're dealing with, especially like banking, if the bankers can't actually create that relationship with the farmer, they're not really going to get them on as a client. So get to know them a little bit and dive into the sort of personals, get to know that person behind that farming business, however positively they are ran currently and to get them up to scratch as well. But Hoggy, throughout your experiences, what could farmers draw on um, in identifying probably the first sort of step Like I've been down, haven't been myself for the last few years or whatever, Um, and I don't know, how can we identify this as young or older farmers out there that, I don't know, we might need a little bit of pick-me-up. You sort of removed yourself from the local community or even your family and you just seem to go out in the paddock on your own. What's something that they can do out there to identify how they're sort of feeling if they're not personable sort of people themselves? Yeah, I think um, when you start to detach
0: yourself, but it's a different experience for each individual. So that, that's one thing that we've got to understand. I think with my personal uh, experience, it becomes uh, where, where I fall into trouble is I have a lot of self-doubt. Uh, when that self-doubt, that, that might be because something uh, is happening on the farm or it might have been an experience that I had with one of my teammates. That gives me the self-doubt to walk out the hotel door to uh, go and mingle with my teammates. Um, it, it, and it, it's only a small thing that grows. And I think, I think you know, if you, if you have that, um, that, that small issue that happens, you've got to be honest with yourself and you've got to go and face it straight away. If you don't face it straight away, as we keep talking about, it digs deeper and deeper and deeper. You've got to have faith rather than fear. Um, so I, I caught up with um, uh, one of the brothers that I went to school with the other day. I hadn't seen him for about eight years. He wrote me a letter and I thought, I've got to catch up with him. And I was out a cafe having a meeting with someone else and he walked, uh, he walked in, so I caught up with him. And he said, uh, you've got fear and faith. All right, there's, there's two things. You can live in fear or you can live in faith. If you're living faith, um, you're still going to get the re- you're going to get a better result because you're in a more positive mind. If you're living in fear, uh, you're going to have that negative re- result. So you've just got to keep having that faith that all your interactions that you have when you go into town, um, make sure you're trying to give as much as you can to that particular person. You're trying to you're trying to have dialogue, and when you have that dialogue you start to realize that other people are going through uh, problems themselves as well, and you help each other out. It's all about communication um, down the track, communication and connection. Um, So sometimes when you're feeling like that, you've had two days uh, where you've, so I might've had two days where I've just planted myself in the the, um, hotel room. I've just gone, right, this is not good for me. I've got to go out and mingle with these blokes uh, and find that common ground. So it's, it's just about not getting over that fear, having the faith that you're contributing to the community and your contribution is something special that livens up that community. When you think like that, uh, people will feel that energy coming from you. But when you're a slightly negative or slightly backward, they feel, um, that, that people feel that energy as well uh but i know it's 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 a a good comment that one in electricity people feel your uh, electricity with the environment that you're in
1: yeah 100 i think coming back into that just just sort of breaking into that breaking that ceiling and actually like that anxious sort of barrier that you may have or whatever or you're not really feeling up to it for those farmers that probably lost so much wiped out with all their crops Um, with nothing left and having to actually clean up that paddock is pretty distraughting as a whole, but how we can actually bounce back that, you're not going to bounce back financially the next day um, or the day after that, but it's a slow process of building up step to step by step. How can we take step by step, um, put one foot in front of the other, do you think, and actually see the light at the end of the tunnel?
0: Yeah, well, try try and look at the bigger picture. Try and look out where you want to be uh, next year, and and try and picture yourself where you don't have that same issue the following year. Uh, and it's it's all about trying to have that positive goal out there out the back end. Um, and sort of in in doing that, just sort of having your memory that right farming we do have these up and down periods. It's happened before. It's going to happen again, but I'm resilient enough and I have faith that I'm going to get over it next year. I'm going to get through it till next year and we're going to be back on track. So it's it's about preparation. And then a couple of years down the track or with that, that bigger picture down the track, you've just got to have a, a scenario or try and put yourself in a position where you've just got some financial backing for a rainy day down the track as well. So you don't put all your eggs in one basket. So um, you've just got that buffer for the next time it happens. I think that's where that's that's. It's the same with cricket. Um, so sometimes you just think, right, I've got to get the wicket here, and it's not the situation to get the wicket. You've got to try and keep it tight. If you keep it tight, you'll get the wicket and you'll get the momentum back in uh, in your game uh, for your team. Sometimes you just you panic. And go right. I've just got to uh, make a what? What sort of decision is it? Um, it's a rash decision yeah. where the moment has got to you. And sometimes you've got to sit back and go right. I need an hour or two to think about this. All right. That little hour or two sometimes, when you step back, look at the big picture, can get you on the on the right track. But if you if you don't sit back for that hour. Um, and and think about, right, where do I want to be? All of a sudden, you've just rushed in and you've done more damage.
1: How do you think that plays out in, you've got a bit of a cloudy um, mind currently, going through, trying to sift through what's happening, get the sort of day-to-day job done, but stepping back and actually taking a look at that bigger picture, seeing where you can sort of build that momentum up um, and not sort of break at each ball, as it goes, as each over goes as well. How do you sort of build that up um, as farmers using a metaphor of cricket or something?
0: Yeah, using a metaphor of cricket. I, I guess um, how, how I can put that um, uh, to uh, answer your question is periods where I didn't sit down and plan my day or, or um, I've got a game to, uh, to this afternoon or tomorrow I'll sit down and meditate and I'll look at the worst case scenario. How am I going to react to that worst case scenario? All right. So it's all about trying to control my emotions and work out, right. If I feel like that, um, I've got to control my emotions and still believe that I'm good enough uh, to get back into that contest. If he hits me for six or or, um, I I don't get the wicked or uh, so forth. So when I'm under pressure, how am I going to react? So I think with with uh, with anything in life, it's about trying to get the tools, the resources to sit back and help you go. How am I going to react to that? How do I uh, control my emotions? And the other thing there too is get get some coaching. Um, you know, it might sound silly, but I've actually got a a coach now. I've been diagnosed with ADHD, uh, and the coach is Tanya. She's from Over in Victoria. Um, her hubby's a, a milk farmer, a dairy farmer, yeah. milk farmer. <laughs> Gotta say, dairy farmer. Come on. Um, and you know, having that coach has helped me find the tools to get my life back in track, on track. Because there's so many positives that I've got in my DNA, or um, uh, there's so many positives in my personality that make me strive, but I've also got some negatives. And we worked out one of those negatives with you and me today. Planning, organization is not, my, not one of my um, best traits, but the other traits uh, uh, cover that. So getting that, getting that coaching to help you, the financial coaching um, that, or your financial planner, make sure you're talking to your financial planner and saying, right, Am I gonna be right if this this scenario happens in the future? Um, So make sure you're talking with him to make sure you get the bigger picture. And when you're talking to those financial planners, all of a sudden it takes a weight off your shoulders because he's helping you get the plan to make sure that you can be adaptable when things don't go your way or you can be adaptable when things go your way as well. Um, So when when I I say that, I look at it on a cricket perspective. You have a great day. You get five for five wickets. But they're the days that you've got to look at yourself and go, right, did everything go to plan today? Did I have a lot of luck today? Um, and sometimes you have a lot of luck and you've made some mistakes out there that if you don't look at them right there and then, the next day or the next game you, you play, you're going to get belted. You're going to get, um, the, the opposition is going to take you apart. If you go back to uh, the ashes where Steve Smith made a double hundred, um, you could see his footwork, his foot patterns changing as the innings went on. He got more expansive. The next game, he got two short, um, two um, low scores. For the simple fact, he didn't look back. He didn't re, uh, restart his innings. He was still batting like he was out the back end there. So it's it's all about right. I've had a good day. I've had a good year, right, I've got to reshape for next year. How am I going to make sure that I've got everything right here and how am I going to be adaptable? I've got everything in place to uh, adapt to the situations that might
1: arise on, on, the, on the farming perspective. Absolutely. And I think if you go five, ten years ago, people would have sort of looked at you strangely if you had a coach within agriculture or farming. But I think a lot of us now are looking towards even like a business coach or even personal coach to get us through those sort of barriers that we limit ourselves with and as a team you'd know you've got the captain sort of preaching towards you and coaching you and your abilities and working the team as well as they can but who actually coaches the coach Um, and for that coach it's probably the farmer the mum or the dad on farm or both of them together um, depending how your family dynamic is who coaches them and I think that's a bit of a Great way to shine it into farmers that we actually do need a bit of coaching, um whether it be working on our communication skills they are they do lack a little bit within agriculture. I'll be first to say that um, yeah. on my behalf as well, but like this podcast was a personal development for myself, um, but also enhancing what we do in the industry as well for these bad times and the good times, adding that consistency and that constant sort of dialogue, um, talking with your bank talking with your accountant, knowing what your numbers are before there's a blow out there or six months, eight months down the track, you don't want to go, oh shit. Now, like it's too late to react to anything. Um, and keeping that consistent dialogue with your different array of sort of coaches out there um, and how you sort of work with them constantly.
0: Yeah. Well, you brought up a good point
1: there. Uh, you know, you don't want
0: to be left in in a position where you're reacting. Uh, so, any situation, you don't want to be reacting. you want to be responding, but you've got to be proactive as well. Uh, and being proactive is keeping those relationships up. And you you also brought up a great point there. Um, farmers they are getting more isolated now as the farms get bigger. and i was I was in a pretty strong community down there in Williams, but I was still um, I was still very insecure when I went out. I found it hard to talk and just the progress of life uh, and, and putting yourself in different situations and challenging yourself, it, it helps you grow. And don't people out there that are fearing talking to other people uh, are, are a little bit shy and nervous. Try and get over that fear because the first conversation, the next conversation you have, and then you have another conversation, all of a sudden you're just gaining confidence slowly and uh, you're growing so it's a long journey it's not a short journey don't, don't don't think that the uh don't think your donald trump's and uh all those two uh, type of people out there are fully confident and and so forth uh those guys have got a lot of insecurities as well and they cover that up their insecurities with some of the faults that you see with them as well um so and I learned that through the cricket world. Um, You know, I'm thinking, right, these particular players have got everything covered. They know they're living the perfect world. But uh, after a time getting to know them, they're covering up a lot of insecurities. So yeah, everyone's got them, so you know, uh, you're not in the same boat. It's about just trying to find those processes and get a little bit of coaching to uh, help you
1: get over those particular stages. Yeah, it is. That situation changes for everyone. Um, I always say no farm's the same. Everyone does out there. But, Hoggy, what was that first initial question you probably asked of yourself to get a coach, life coach, um, to give you some direction? Was it like you had to dive a bit deeper to make that leap? How did it work for you?
0: Uh, oh, look, I, um, well, I was just having a few issues out home, uh, um, but also a bit of the insecurity come back into me, uh, into my life where I wasn't going out and, and meeting people. So in 2008, nine, 10, I went through a, a period there where I went quiet and I, I was going quiet again. And I realized, hang on, I've got to get some help this time. So, uh, doing some stuff with Lifeline, they gave me a, a, a little bit of assistance. I got a psychologist, um, she was helpful. But at the end of the day, I, I needed something different. And um, I, I tried all these resources and I'd, I'd come to the ADHD coach. I'd got diagnosed with ADHD over the last year as well, because um, a few uh, close people with me, well, what about you going to get diagnosed? And that was a big picture. Um, that, that, was, that was really good. I kind of knew that I, I had it. But all of a sudden, right, this is where I'm at now. This is the help that I need. And uh, Tanya, Tanya has been sensational. So I've, I have found the right uh, person to help me. So that's the other thing. If you've got a coach and it's, uh, or you've got someone that's helping you out that uh, it's not quite working out, don't be shy to say, look, I, I, don't, I don't think it's working out. I, th- I think I need to uh, speak to someone else. Is there anyone else that you know that might be able to meet my personality or, or match my needs? Because not everyone's got the answers. Um, uh, you and I, we get on, but we might not be best mates because of our different personalities. You don't have to please everyone. There's, um, there's, there's people out there that you're going to please. There's people out there that you're not going to please. Stop worrying about the people that you don't please. Um, just worry about the people that are in your court and uh, are in your sphere, a sphere where you really get on. So uh, that, that's probably uh, where we'll go with
1: that. Bit of an eye opener for agriculture too because I think our, our way of relationships and setting them up I think we're worried of letting that person down if we were to leave them. I actually like, as a relation to what we're talking about, tendering out your loan, your farm loan to get an improvement on what you're doing, but sort of tendering out what you, what direction you want to do. And if it's not working just to sort of cut it off there, Mm Let both parties leave happier in relationship. As long as you sort of know, you don't want to be plodding along day by day, year to year and not really gain any results so if you're not seeing results for yourself personally as a family or as a working team uh, as a farm you could probably move on and chase another direction with that mentally
0: yeah definitely i'll I'll give you an example with that too is i had a relationship with a, a a guy i won't mention where it was or who it was or what it was all about but um I got involved and I knew from the start that it wasn't right and for some reason I got greedy I wanted more rather than just being happy with the the road that I'm on and uh, keeping the relationships strong that I had so I got someone else involved to right okay we're going we're going to uh make a bit more here than you know, just stay on the same path that I had. I'd, I'd just gone through the divorce as well, so all of a sudden the panic got in there with the, the financial uh, uh, side of things. So I made the wrong decision, but I kept that relationship for two years, and it cost me another two years uh, two years of wages because he took all my money, uh, yeah. and I, I didn't um, I, I didn't see any of the uh, I didn't see any of it. Um, so you know. That, that's, that's the time you've got to sometimes trust your gut instinct uh, and your intuition when you're dealing with people as well. Um, but always, be, always um, be humble with it and be respectful with it. Uh, you don't, you don't want to lose relationships or you don't, you don't want to be tough on it. You want to make sure it's respectful because you never know. Life changes and it could be another five years down the track you meet up with this particular person and all of a sudden you hit it off. Uh, And and that's happened a lot as well. So um, for me, yeah, stay respectful, keep everything, always finish um, your interactions on a positive note. So if you and I are having a bit of a debate at the end of it, we walk away and go, right, have a great day, mate. Uh, Hope all goes well with you because if you leave it on a good note, the conversation next time is going to be on a more positive note. But if you you continue that debate and both of you are on a negative uh, mindset, all of a sudden the next interaction is, uh, is is not going to start off too well. And I, there's another another thing that I've just come across too is always respect someone else's um, difference of opinion because at the end of the day, you're both trying to get to the truth. Yeah. Um, if you if you keep fighting and you dig your heels in and you don't respect the other person's uh, comment, yeah, uh, you're, you're going to get nowhere. So always respect and love the other person's opinion because you're just trying to get to the
1: truth. Mm. That's a good one. And, Holly, you probably spent a fair few days in the nets, even a fair few summers in that. But have you, throughout your career, not really knowing when to take a break to separate yourself from what the situation is. And then, I don't know, in a month, six months later, next summer, come back into it with a bit more passion. Like a lot of people within sports lose passion for the game They take a year off and then they come back and they're number one um, for that. And that can sort of work out within farming. If farmers are 24, 7, 365 days of the year and they don't take a break, they're sort of losing this passion. How How's that played out for you? And have you taken a break? And what sort of results have you seen?
0: That's a, that's a very good question, that one, because uh, I, I always found it hard to take a break. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd have a couple of days here and there uh, where I'd take my family away for a holiday, but it was always in the back of my mind. I've got to be doing something. I've got to be doing something. Um, if I'm not doing something, someone's going to get ahead of me so you know there were days where i trained on christmas day because i knew that the other blokes weren't going to be doing it and uh, i just, i just wanted to have that advantage and basically from from age 5 i always wanted to play cricket for australia so i just just did all i possibly could to do that and it comes out of de- it came out a detriment to uh, my relationship with with family um, and and it plays it, it, it does put daggers in in relationships. So for me, you've got it goes back to planning. It goes back to coaching. Um, and sometimes you're trying to do everything uh, everything on your own. So where you can delegate delegate. So if you've got an accountant, you chat with him, and when you have a meeting, you you uh, discuss everything. Everything's on the table. So down the track, if something's not right, you can just ring the accountant, or you can ring the bank manager, yep. and just go right. I might might need this. Bang! They already know what's ahead because you've planned the big picture with them. You've got that report, rather than sitting there going right. Money, okay. Uh, my finances aren't right. All of a sudden, you might spend a couple of days fretting over it, looking over it, rather than. Having that delegation of the relationship where it's just saved you five minutes, so that's 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 time that you've uh, delegated to someone else that you could be spending with your family. Um, you know, there, there's little things like that um, where, where you can utilise resources a lot more effectively and efficiently. Um, but farming farming is a bloody difficult thing, but because. Weather plays havoc on the best laid plans. Um, I, I, I remember we were going up to uh, Perth for a holiday. Um, but all of a sudden we had this storm uh, on the farm and it, it took out a couple of uh, few of the livestock um, and we had to readjust our plans for that holiday. So we spent the, most of the holiday on, on, on the farm. And I can still remember the relationship between mum and dad just being a little bit tentative uh, or, or, you know, um, uh, it was a bit arky because mum wanted to go for a holiday because she'd been teaching all year. She wanted to get away from the farm, Um, but the the old man couldn't because he needed to do uh, everything uh, that that was needed to make sure the livestock were right. uh, Moving forward, the fences were right as well because the fences got um, wiped out. So, at the end of the day, I came to agreement that mum, you go on the holiday, dad and I uh, would stay down here and uh, do do all the chores on the farm and we'll catch up with you later. So uh, we, we managed we managed to have a good holiday, but it was a shorter holiday, but it was just enough to refresh dad so that he could move on moving forward. And um, I, I understand all those scenarios that farmers have and it's it, it's really tough. But when you, when you have those small moments to go away, just try and go, right, write everything down. Uh, right, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. When I'm coming back, I'm going to get straight into this. If you've written it down, then all of a sudden, you don't have to worry about it in the back of your mind because you know that you've planned for it when you come back from your break. So if you have a two-day break, make sure that's a two-day break. Yeah. You're there with the family. Uh, or you're there with your mates, and when you come back, bang, back on it. I think um, that's that's probably another thing that uh, I should be doing myself is when I'm going when I when I go home, right? I've got everything covered up to there that I need to be covered. Uh, I can spare this week not having to do this, and when I come back, bang, that's the first thing I'm doing on, on that particular week, and that's my my plan for that particular week. When you do that, you start. You you have the potential, should I say, uh, of having a better holiday.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that and taking time away. I try to get the old man to stop working the Saturday-Sunday route and putting the jobs on for, for the weekend. More so the reactive roles can come across, obviously, the ad hoc ones. But mm-hmm. there's a level of being reactive until you're able to have that time to be proactive. So for these ones that have been ravished by by the floods, um, by droughts in previous years and coming through, having to do that work up until a point that you can actually become proactive is when the head mentally probably starts to open up and you start to communicate, you start to pull in on your resources that you have hogging in your coach in life or psychology coach. Um, a lot of farmers are looking that way. Even, as a preventative as well it's not shit last moment i need to call my accountant i need a psychologist i need to make sure i'm all right but that should have been done a couple of years ago or right the way through um there's a bit of that stigma as well i think i'm just a young bloke on here preaching it but hopefully it gets across um a bit level-headed for other people to listen to tall poppy syndrome or something like that but how can we actually break this stigma down of getting a coach or even talking to a mate about personal things us folks in agriculture don't like to talk about all the time? Uh,
0: Look, it's not a matter of breaking it down. It's a a matter of just going, right, we have to do it. We have, we have to stay connected and uh, we have to communicate with each other. That's what human beings are all about. Communication. If you're not communicating, you're not living, uh, you're not living a true life. Uh, It's all about those relationships. And, I think, you know, having people around to keep communicating, one, it's going to be better for your relationship out at home with your wife, your kids. Um, You've got more to talk about. Uh, The other thing is uh, the whole community just thrives as well. What do we need in the community to keep it going? Right, well, okay, Uh, we need people to come into the town. Right, what can I do to make this place a better place for all involved? Um, so it's all about contribution, not um, I, th- I think that's where you can break the stigma down is going, right, well, everyone's got to try and contribute to the community. Uh, and when, when that happens, um, you you feel part of it and you feel as though that you can share a lot more. And um, that contribution, when I say sharing, is sharing the hard times and the good times. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's where you stay connected. All the good times, yep, it's all, all rosy. But when the bad times come, that's when uh, you work out how your community's culture really is. And uh, that, that's where you can break down uh, through those bad times what's really needed. And what's really needed is for people to have that space where they can open up. It's, it's creating that safe space. It's all about being safe. Um, is your community safe? Are you a person uh, wh- where people can approach you in a, in a safe, safe manner? Um, but also, just be, just be wary of yourself. If you're that person that's always giving or the one that everyone comes to, uh, make sure that you've got your help there as well. Because uh, I was actually that's that's a good point. I got I got to be very careful how I put this away. But um, there, there there's a leader, a captain of a cricket team. And he was just trying to give, give, give. He was always there for all the players. And uh, he was always asking, how are you going, mate? How are you going? Um, do you need anything? Do you need anything? And uh, captain for a long period of time. But no one at any stage asked him, is he okay? No one. And all of a sudden, you know, it's it's just I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, but no one, no one uh, says I'm okay. So for me, when you when you ask someone, are they okay? Make sure you mean it. That's probably where you can break the stigma down. Are you are, are you okay? Um, and get to know people as well. So this is a, the the other way that you can break it down is is when you know people and you can start reading people, um, then you know, that, that's helping break the stigma down. But you don't have to go, hey Jack, something doesn't seem right. You just sort of ask questions in your, your probe and all of a sudden um, things will come out. Don't go direct, don't go for the jugular to, to try and get the answers. Just probe probe little questions. Yep. Oh yeah, this is going and uh, And eventually as a conversation goes, something will drop.
1: Yeah so important and especially coming into it we had a rough trot getting in the crop let alone getting it off as well harvest time now it's going to be running pretty late into the season even into early next year it was actually quite late last year but i think this year is going to even be more so filling up and servicing our tractors we do all too regularly we fuel it up that's our food that we eat and also the oil is probably our service um, as people how can we actually service ourselves? Monthly um, for that in these sort of peak and trough seasons. So uh, it, it,
0: for me, it's about what you put in your body. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know that's a that's a hard thing. I, uh, sort of, I remember um, being on the farm. Uh, we used to have parties and pies in the uh, in the freezer,
1: yeah.
0: and you know that that was just a, a cheap, quick meal. Uh, to get on with the day, so you just come in, whack it in the microwave, and away you go. <laughs> it wasn't the uh, wasn't the party pie that you or the um, the parsi that you got in the service station, is drove back back where it was nice and crispy and and so forth. Um, but but it just comes down to habits, uh, and it comes down to discipline. Um, you know that that putting it in the microwave, sitting there waiting for it. Um, it only takes an extra minute just to put a salad sandwich together, yeah. um, as such. But in saying that, as well, some farms live a long way from uh, an IGA where they can get that fresh fruit as well. So it's it's about um, discipline and being organised as, as such. And um, you know, you uh, again, you could get a, a a coach that helps you find foods that you can uh, snack through. Throughout your time as well, uh, while you're on the tractor, it's so easy to take out a bit of chocolate and um, so forth, biscuits. Uh, they are always the easy snacks, um, but they are better snacks out there to have that you can, that you can put on your tractor as well while you're driving around. Um, and it, you know, I, I noticed that now doing commentary uh, or I'm in, in a commentary box, so I've got all the biscuits there. They've got the fruit there, but it's. Yeah, but you're looking at the, right, the fruit is juicy. It might get over my shirt. Uh, I might go for the biscuit. But then you go for the chocolate biscuit and it melts on your shirt anyway, and it looks worse than the, uh, the orange stain. So, um, But at, at the end of the day, it's discipline to go for that that better option. Um, and it, it's, it's tough because you work longer hours. The longer the hours that you uh, work, the tighter you get. Um, the lazier decisions you make when it, when it comes to uh, putting things in your, in, your, in your body. So for me, and it, the other thing is you've got to watch what's in your body. If you're not as physically active as uh, what previous farmers are, you're not physically active because you' you're not playing as much sport as what you were before. Well, it's even extra important to watch what goes in your mouth um, uh, to uh,
1: keep your body at a at a uh, healthy level. Absolutely, and as farmers, we want to be running on the limiter in our capacity in terms of that, without going too far in the red. And I think without doing this this innings, um, too many cliches, I think discipline beats motivation um, every day of the week, trying to get out of bed, um, looking for that motivation when discipline should smack that out of the park for a six um, for what we do as farmers, I believe. Mm.
0: I, th- I think, yeah, exactly right. I've, I've, just going back to that last point, water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, make sure you drink plenty of water. It's, it's so easy to, um, you know, have a bottle of Coke out there. I've, I've done that. Uh, but it's, it's not doing you any good because if you don't have enough water or you, you don't keep that, uh, the right fluids up, the next day is going to be harder. It, it's tougher to wake up because you've got a dry mouth uh, your body's not lubricated. So you got to make sure you put the right oil
1: in. Um, Absolutely. And, and I think <laughs> we're on the switch as well. These hot boxes, they've got some salad sandwiches and prep salads. And then you've got some tasty wings there, of course. But having those options available for yourself to improve yourself, your mental capacity and also your teams on farm. Hog, this has been a great innings of an episode to get to know a bit about you and your story, but also for those farmers out there that are feeling that it they may be doing it tough or they think someone else out there is doing it a little bit tougher. I think pretty brave conversation to have for anyone to come on and talk about their vulnerabilities, I suppose. So thanks for coming on to the Farms Advice podcast and giving a bit of a spiel about how you dealt with it, how you identified it and what's key communicating
0: yeah no thanks very much for that jack and look everyone everyone's got different lives everyone's got different ways of going about it but just try and uh get the right people around you to get the right help um that that's that's all i can say and be there for others as well when in times of need because uh we're all a tribe in our little community and let's make sure our communities thrive and jack you do such a wonderful job putting yourself out there too with this vulnerability, but it's also making you grow, as you said, said earlier. And that that's what it's all about, putting yourself out there, challenge yourself. And Jack is an inspiration and um, he's doing wonderful things for the community of Australia, uh, Australian rural areas. Well done, Jack.
1: Definitely. Cheers, Hog. So great piece of farms advice there to end. And we may have to just bring in some other cricketers that have some links to farms. Ricky Ponting doesn't have a link to a farm, does he? Uh, I don't think so. We'll make him one. Income landmark. I
0: think oh, Glen McGrath is probably the one. Oh, yeah, um, very close as well. yeah. Yeah, Glen McGrath. Uh, you can uh, Matthew Hayden came from a nut farm. Um, there's there's a few out there. So we'll not so many in WA, but more so over uh, over on the east coast.
1: We'll have to yeah. do a ring around see who we can get on for next year.
0: Yep, righty. No drama.
1: Well, Hoggy, thanks so much, mate. Um, have a good time over in Bangladesh. Thanks very much, Jack. And uh This Farms Advice episode does not stop here. Come and join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or TikTok and even join our Facebook group. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more on this episode and spread the hashtag Farms Advice to your mates. If you can leave a review on Apple or Spotify, that will let other farmers find us too. But until then, see you next Tuesday. In the spirit of reconciliation, the FarmSize podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people today.